welcome to the Think Big with Dan and Cosm show. And our uh, we have Umer filling in for Cosm today. And our guest today is Hunter. So Hunter, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, what you do. No problem. All right. Hi, everybody. I am Hunter. I am a Notion power user and CEO and founder of ProfitPilot.co, which is an operations agency that helps businesses streamline their backend processes and everything in between and providing custom AI solutions. I've been writing on Twitter now for about eight to nine months, and it's uh, been going really well. Took about 120 days or so from the point of joining Twitter to quitting my job, running my agency full time. So it's been quite the roller coaster ride and happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess what made you want to get into being a founder and running an agency? Like what gave you that spark and that inspiration to do it? Uh, it was definitely because so this fall I'll be going into my senior year of college. And when college was done, I never wanted to get a normal job, like having a nine to five or somebody to report to anybody that's able to tell me where to be and what to wear is just that's not something that I want. So I, you know, just dedicated all of my time and focus into starting a business, getting out of here, getting, you know, just living my life. And it wasn't uh, easy, but it's a lot easier than most people think. They, I just hear a lot of complaining. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, have you thought at all about dropping out of school? I have, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna really finish at this point. We'll see. I mean, last semester, <laughs> I got introduced to AI and prompting. And I swear it took me 10 minutes or less to do every single homework assignment and test and everything. So I really wonder what everybody else here is doing. Yeah, I don't know how long I'll continue with that. It's a good question. Yeah, because like for me, it's 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 smart that you realize it, you know, now because like I remember even for me, like I was sitting in college and I had an eBay store just listing stuff on eBay. I mean, why am I even here? This professor's never run any business. He's giving me these hypothetical scenarios. Yeah, he, he has no idea what the real world looks like. It's just giving these hypotheticals. But no, I mean that's it, it's it's good that you realize it now. Um, what are you majoring in, by the way? I was majoring in finance for. The three years I was here and in my last year, I changed it to marketing only for the sole purpose of it's a lot easier to get a marketing degree. And, and that, you know, that choice stemmed from, I want to have most of my time. Like I want to be able to do what I need to do. I don't want to focus on school because, you know, being here this long, I haven't learned anything that I have actionably, actionably applied to business and you know, starting everything, it's all these hypotheticals and training you to be a really good specific niche employee in this larger corporation. You're doing this one small task that you have a degree in that, I mean, the whole thought of it honestly sounds terrifying and not very secure in a sense. But if you're an entrepreneur, then you, I mean, that's much more secure to me. Like if you can start a business and take it to X amount per month, like you can do it again. You have the skills necessary. So I think that was a lot. It just felt more secure, honestly, which is really counterintuitive to everybody else going to college saying I'm here because I want this security and safety, but you're only secure as 
your boss says you are and even probably not that yeah exactly so hunter like you're saying you are going to be in as an entrepreneur in the future you don't like nine to five jobs so there are some favorite people that you follow in business like these are the people i'm going to follow and who do you look up to i really look up to alex ramosi definitely since um he started his content you know outrage of just putting everything everywhere i've learned so much from him and i just really like the way he lives life you know his philosophies about certain things just that you don't have to conform to what everybody else says this should this we should be this and that it just it's not it's just what whatever you want to be i really like and and just everything with business as well like i think that the smartest thing to do is to acquire pieces of businesses and then let them grow exponentially it's kind of like you know the market but for people who are skilled in business there's nothing wrong with this market but yeah, we all exactly. know that we don't want to wait 40 years to retire <laughs> yeah so as you mentioned like you follow this personality in the terms of business so like there are two sides of the coins always so is there any personality or expert that you look into your field in the future field that you disagree with you are you like i'm going to disagree with this guy in this field yeah um i think i never really resonated with like Gary V and Grant Cardone. I, I felt like they were just trying to get everybody to be an entrepreneur and then sell them their course or sell them something. And people can tell, like you can tell someone's intentions and motives by whatever they're producing. But the, someone like Alex, he made it very clear that everybody knew, like, I have nothing to sell you. So that really appealed more. And I took the information um, more to heart because like if he's not trying to sell me anything, then why wouldn't I listen? If he's in that position of reference as well, which is something I think a lot about. But yeah, Grant Cardone and Gary Vee, they're just, it's not my forte of business and life, really. Well, I think also it's like Grant Cardone and Gary Vee, it's like that they like the last like couple of years, like they're still relevant, but it's not the same extent of like the newer you know younger people are definitely following Hermosi more and i've seen that i think people ain't more my age i think of grant cardone and gary v like i'm almost 30 you know so like they were the they were big like you know five six seven eight years ago but it's like but today for sure Hermosi i think is taken over from that standpoint um exactly. so, so like i would ask you this so i guess like what are your goals like for your business in the next like you know, even six to 12 months, like what, what goals have you set for yourself? Well, I want to get to hundred K a month NPR, just gross by the end of the year. So by December 31st, that's really the only goal. I mean, like a side quest of that you could say is building a team. Um, I'm going to need a few employees to make that manageable and not like make my quality of life terrible. But um, yeah, I'm, just focused, zeroed in on that right now. And I, I have this whole thing about like social contracts and Parkinson's law of putting myself in constraints to perform at my highest level. So like, I remember in January um, of this year, I told everybody that like, I was just writing on Twitter about everything that was going on. And I just told everybody that I'm going to quit my job by summer. Like, I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but since I did that, it just made it real. Like there's a clear end date. Like I'm not just working indefinitely towards quitting my job. Like I made a date, like this is when I'm done. 
So when I did that, it only took till March from January. So I, I mean, even hitting 100K a month by the end of the year is really unrealistic. But if I don't do that, then I'll never, I'll never do things that will get me there. You know? Yeah, I know exactly. It's like I feel the same way. That's actually a goal we have for our business too, is to get to that number. You know, like you, like there's always certain numbers that you think like this is what where I want to be at. So I guess as of right now, are we like a one person team, or do you have other people on your team? Like, what does your team look like? Right now, it's just me. The way the work and everything is designed, it's really easy for me to just handle everything myself. Because, like previous to this, I was in college you know during the school year i was working 40 hours a week and then every moment or second i had free i was working on the business so i learned very quickly to build systems and to automate and delegate and just make everything as high leveraged as possible so that when i actually do things you know the output i'm getting for my inputs is significantly higher so so far i haven't needed to hire a team but I know that just talking with my clients and you know my network that having an optimized and dialed in team is just something that's just an asset you know the goal overall like the next two to five years is to just build a money generating machine that i can remove myself from and go start something else or you know do just do whatever i want to do at that point so yeah that's where i'm at with that that's really cool so do you have like freelancers that work for you or i guess like any, like, I don't know, do you ever use like Fiverr or Upwork for certain tasks that you need help with or, yeah. I have used um, Fiverr and Upwork for mainly for like designing things that it's just not my cup of tea. But as far as like the deliverables inside the agency, I've been able to handle all of that myself. Just the way Notion is and the way I have the systems built i haven't needed to extend any help as of yet but i'm getting to the point where i'm consciously realizing like okay this is getting to be a lot like and not necessarily with just the deliverables like if i didn't do anything else i could totally manage everything myself but keeping up with content the newsletter everything else um, with the audience like that gets to be a lot like so yeah that's where i'm at with um I'll be building a team soon, but so far I really enjoyed just being by myself. That's good. So I guess as of right now, like what does a typical day look like for you in terms of work? Like, you know, how do you structure your day and manage your time? Yeah. So in the morning, I'll probably get up around seven o'clock, sometimes earlier. I don't like to set an alarm. I just kind of get up at that time. I normally don't take meetings until noon or so. So I'm not like crunched all. I'll get up, meditate, go read, and then I'll hop right into work for probably a, take a three-hour deep work session, then go get ready for my day, go to the gym, come back, do some light work, eat some lunch. Maybe I'll go play golf or something, and then I'll come back. And honestly, I'll have a really great deep work session from like 7, 7 to 8 p.m. to like midnight, and I'll just go to bed. So I realize it's probably unsustainable working as much as I do, but if I didn't like doing it, I'd, I'd just do it less or I'd do something different, but that's typically a day in the life. And it's all like, I try to schedule things uh, modularly or in blocks. So like if I need to switch anything around for any reason, it's totally fine and I can adapt. So do you, so do you structure your weekends the same way or do you, are your weekends a little bit different? 
from that standpoint? Weekends, um, I don't, I mean, I don't really consider like, I just, every day is just the day to me. The weekends are just, I don't have meetings with clients normally. Um, and maybe I'll work on some like more passion projects and like digital products I want to build, maybe that aren't directly tied to the business. But, you know, every day is just the same, just getting up, working on what I love to do. Yeah. For me, it's like, you know, I always like weekends, it's like, I don't have a structured schedule. Like I have blocks of like when I'm going to do stuff, but I leave like more open. Like that's how I kind of structure it. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, to your mm-hmm. point where I'm meeting with clients, it's like a little bit different, I guess, in terms of right now, in terms of where you're finding clients, is it mostly on Twitter? Or are you like leveraging LinkedIn at all? Like where do you get most of your business today? So, so far it's been mainly Twitter inbound. The best clients I've had always come from Twitter inbound. They just want to work with me. And then from there, normally, if like it's a great qualified lead and I sign them, nine times out of 10, they know people in the same spot as them. So in, in combination with inbound and referrals, I haven't had any issues with that. But I also know that I don't want to be dependent on just inbound alone and referrals because it, you know, you lack the sense of like control in your client acquisition. So I am looking into some maybe cold outreach, like hiring a VA to do cold DMs or just some cold emails. Not too sure yet, but at the moment, um, everything has been inbound. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause like for us, what's work is like voice notes. I think like, I sent you some voice notes, but that's like, for me, it's, it's, it's something that is different, but I'm like, people like that. Cause they know that you're actually real. You know, because when you get these, I, mean, I get pitched, I get all these messages from people. I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that I don't respond, but I'm just like, is it really the, am I, who, who am I actually speaking to? Right. So that's why I like the, at least for the first time, like, okay, I'm going to send them like this voice note and say, okay, they're going to know that it's actually me, not some random VA or whatever. Cause like a lot of people do have that, you know, and it can be tricky. Cause like we have, you know, SDR slash VAs or whatever you want to call them. And sometimes like, They'll send a message like, you know, like, why did you, like, what did you send? You know, I have to go back and like talk to them. Like, oops, you know, they shouldn't have, you know, because you can always, like, they're going to make, because they're not, like, you know, they're never going to be as good as you are, but they're still like, it's still pretty good. It's a, you know, it's a good time saver, but it's still like, that's why I try, like, at least the first one is a voice note. So at least they can go back and say, okay, like, even this person said something that doesn't make sense, like, they're real because I got like a voice note from them. So that's true. That's a good point. But on the other side of the coin, I've seen a lot of people like creators on Twitter complaining about the voice DMs because it, now it's like everybody wants to do them. So now people don't want to like sit down and listen to like a minute long conversation where they could just read it. But, you know, such is life. Like everything is just walking that balance. No, I think what I've seen, we haven't done this, but I think it's like, what we would do for like really like the main prospects we really want to target is video recordings. Like those people say work the best because it's like voice notes are fine, but it's like, it's a video like you're, and it's like, you're like, Oh, like what is this? Is a cool, like, what is this person saying? And it's like, it seems legit, you know? So I think that's something I've seen is actually from like SDRs is like the most effective way. Cause it's like, not only are you talking to them with a personalized note, but they're actually seeing you on video speaking to them so and i actually see sometimes where like a key thing is too it's like especially like on linkedin what i try to do is as soon as someone connects with me reach them right away 
you know, and I've seen like a lot of SDRs. It's like if they message them and then within 15 minutes, they don't get a response and they'll call them. It's like, it's just, you know, I think a lot of it is like how quick you are when people like connect with you. Cause I think, that shows that you're ambitious to work with them, that you really want to work with them. And I think that people respect the hustle from that standpoint. Very true. Yeah. So that's uh, that's something to think about with uh, in terms of like hiring a VA and sending personalized messages. Although I have seen these AI softwares popping out that you can record like one of those intro videos that's personalized to somebody. And then the AI can just change like the name that you said or like the business that can scrape from like the Twitter profile that you're sending to. So there's some cool, like, you know, there's high leverage opportunities in that as well. So that's I might smart. have to look into that now. That's, that you yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. I think that's something that I think we could leverage with our VAs and they could save us tons of time. So I think it's like the thing mm -hmm. is too, it's like we're sending um, cold outreach, make a bunch of different profiles. So it's like if we have each of us, like me and Umer, you know, Kasim, record just a video one time, and if we can change it with AI, that would be that would be awesome to do that. So yeah, that would be a life changing thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, I guess what I would ask. So in terms of you know your message for you know younger people, you know even to yourself, you know five years ago, like back in high school, who aren't really sure like, like what they want to do like people who you know because i think it's like you're you're a proven example of you know i've always said this my college is totally overrated like what do you advise somebody who's maybe like 16 right now in high school and they're not sure if they want to go to college like what direction like what steps should they take to kind of make the you know some of the moves that you've made well i think that there are two types of people um the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and there's nothing wrong with the entrepreneurs like some people have good lives and they just see all of these things that people like me on twitter are posting about saying you know screw your nine to five blah 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 but some people need to come to terms with like you're too comfortable if you want to make change like my one of my favorite quotes is change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing so if you want to change, like if you want to get go somewhere and do something with your life, if you're 16 years old, then maybe you're too comfortable. Maybe. And I obviously like, yeah, you're a minor living with your parents. But I mean that in the sense of what are you doing on the weekends? Like, are you hanging out with your friends doing X, Y and Z? And yes, you have to live. You got to go enjoy your life. Definitely. But I don't think people think enough about what happens after college when I know personally you know, being so close to high school still, there's like this bubble that you're in that you think that you're just invincible until college, like you can just do whatever you want. But let me tell you, all of my friends now that I'm seeing people every day graduate and they're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Like I spent four years getting a degree. Like, so the biggest thing is just learn a skill, whatever it is, just try it for three months. If you don't like it, that's fine. Move on. But just find that one thing that you just really like to do and you probably won't find it at first and you'll feel discouraged because it didn't work and you'll give up like i tried youtube tried drop shipping i tried you know everything in between amazon fba but you just keep trying things and eventually you just find something that you really like and if you find something you really like and you put it over this timeline of indefinitely 
like I'm going to do this one thing and I'm going to be the best at it. And I'm going to just work on it every single day. In my mind, there's no failing with that. There is, you'll just always succeed eventually. Like the person who, you know, doesn't give up wins. No, a hundred percent. And that's, and that's very good advice. I think it's like too many people are trying to do too many things. And a hundred percent, I think it's like, if you really want to be successful, I always tell people, find that one thing, lock in, stay focused, become an expert in that thing, and you'll be fine. When you're trying to do like a little bit of everything, you're going to be okay at a bunch of different things. It's not the way to do it. So that's very good advice. Like I like that. Yeah, the, the shiny objects are ever-present, especially in today's age. They are everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Well, Hunter, thank you so much for your time. I learned a lot. It's always, you know, your story is very inspiring, and I think it's it's good that people are, are watching this they can sit there and say hey listen like college is overrated here's a proven example right here and i've always said this but it's true like you're you know focus on your on your thing and you're doing very well better than most people who graduate with a marketing degree so it's uh, it's better to try and do your own thing and and i respect the hustle and keep up the great work thank you dan it's been a pleasure to be here with you guys chatting today um yeah, I'm just going to keep with the nose of the grindstone. Love it, man. Love it. Well, thank you again for your time and have a great rest of your day. You too, guys. Have a great one. Bye, Hunter. All right. Bye, Hunter.